This is Sarah Elizabeth, and you're listening to Front Porch Radio in Columbia, Tennessee, 101.7 WKOM. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or parksmotorsales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. 
Quick Bar Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I want to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Wow. Miss a day, miss a lot. Miss a minute, miss a lot. Miss a day, miss a lot. Chris Lowe broke the news yesterday, the news that everybody's... Congratulations to Chris Lowe. That's awesome uh, for him to get a crown jewel story like that because the truth is it's the biggest story in college football in forever, maybe. I mean, is there a bigger story in college football than no more Nick Saban? Which last night we broke our cardinal rule... And, and one thing that I, I would encourage anybody to do that wants to do my, my business is to understand that you don't want to confuse people. You don't want to confuse your listener. So when people tune in last night for our Garza Law, Tennessee uh, basketball overtime program, when people how... Um, when, when people consider and talk about this whole deal, um, there's no way to extract one from the other last night. But generally speaking, we are going to talk Tennessee basketball. But last night, last night's game is, it's almost forgotten about. It was like it was played, but yet it wasn't played. But if you want to get into the game today, we'll, we'll throw it open to you. John Adams is going to join us at some point. I'm, I'm trying to connect with him. Uh, hopefully he does. He's generally... Matt, what's been up with Adams lately, all this technical, these technical issues he has? Because you're technically getting sick of, of his technical issues. You were telling me the other day off the air. Well, me, me and Brian both. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. It sounds like he's just kind of slacking. Um, here now that football season's over, yeah. he's just kind of taking it easy trying to coast do you buy the reports that there's a plane flight going from eugene a private plane flight down to tuscaloosa people are already showing uh, a track probably not no who's t- who's alabama's first call matt what do you think you're looking at this thing who's our first call uh, probably dabbo what do you make of these? It just, yeah. It just makes the most sense. Yep. I just think it's, I mean, it, it's, it just seems like it's such a hard job for somebody to follow. Yes. Especially some, you know, up and comer like, you know, established a coach that's kind of on an upward trajectory because you're only going to go down from, from where Saban was. So you're, you're almost going to be a failure no matter what. So I just think a guy like Dabo, it's just kind of the right kind of the timing works out to where he can jump from Clemson, you know, and still have a legacy there that's not tarnished really. 
and he can go back home and, and kind of do the rah-rah and do all that stuff with Bama and see how it works out. So I want to talk to the Living Vaughn fan today at 865 5402 about the fact that Nick Saban's no more. Is it sweet? Is it bittersweet? Is it sweet bitter? What What is your reaction to that? And let's load the phone lines at 865-200-5402. You know, is it sweet for you? Is it bittersweet for you? What is the news that Nick Saban's reign at Alabama is over? He and um, he and Bear Bryant had a lockdown on this league. You know, I after thinking about it overnight, I think if Saban and coach five more years, and if Josh Heupel had been at Tennessee for those five years. I think Tennessee was going to beat him at least twice, maybe two or three times, maybe have a chance to do that. So that would have been fun. Bittersweet. Brian's so in the I, bittersweet I, angle. I, just another thought about it. Just Brian's, in, Brian's in the bittersweet angle. Because now you beat him this year, they come in Neyland Stadium. What is it? Here's the other thing that's going on, and I want to discuss this. And it would be nice if John would join us. Um, the other thing that's going on right now, is, and by the way, John's absence today is presented by Jennifer Morrison, my friends over at Keller Williams. She's my friend. So thank you, Jen, for presenting John's absence today. Um, get ready for the chain reaction that's going to, this is going to create. So let's, let's think about this for a second, okay? Because these seismic things happen so quickly. Uh, almost like a natural disaster or something. One minute a building's there, the next minute it's not. Think about this for a second. So, Alabama has an opening now. Okay, That means that every player on their roster has a 30-day window to go do something. Or, after spring practice, when the new guy comes in, they can jump in the portal. Now, they're loaded with four- and five-star football players. And they could certainly make anybody better. Okay? That's part one. The team, they're not going to hire within. Okay? They're not going to hire within. So the team that they hire from is going to be a signature football program loaded with four and five star players. Now, if you operate under the principle that each of these teams has the four- and five-star guys over four years, the Oregons, the Alabamas, 45 to 50 guys on each roster that are would be highly coveted guys, a, a good example of this is this offensive lineman that Tennessee's chasing right now that couldn't get on the field at LSU. And I'm not casting aspersions on the guy because everybody says he can play, which you don't know if he can play or not until he gets here, but... The point is that this guy wasn't going to play at LSU, yet, I mean, he is an absolute tenant too for the Oklahomas, the Texases, I mean, the Oklahomas, the Tennessees, what have you. You get my picture. If you were to take Nick Saban out, which he's out, and then slide a Dan Lanning in, for example, which could happen, by the way, that, that very much could happen. 
How many guys on Oregon's roster and Alabama's roster would you be poaching around on? And then, who would Oregon go and hire for their opening? That's another series of players that are open. Who would the team that got the guy from Oregon be poached? That's another. This thing is going to set off. See, in years past, when these guys have been on lockdown, pre the portal, pre all this free agency stuff, this was not a problem. Because they had the system. The coaches had the system on lockdown. It's not the case now. Not the case. I can promise you that us and everybody in the free world that wants to compete in that realm, the 30 or so teams with the money, are calling all kinds of people connected to that Alabama family today. Now, here's how it works. Yes, it's a 30-day window on the front end, but it's really not. Because the kids that want to play poker with Alabama, let me look at Alabama's calendar. Because I guess their students are back. Uh, I should have done this before the show. But it's going to set off a chain of events. Alabama academic calendar, spring 2024. Let me look at this in real time with you. Uh, Let's see here. Alabama academic calendar. Why do they have 2020 up there? These people are such goofs. Okay, I understand. Full term. God, their thing is set up by such a bunch of gumps that you can't navigate this freaking thing. All right, January 2024. Classes begin. Classes begin January 10, which is when, Matt? Yesterday, right? That was that was yeah. Okay. Which Wednesday. means, which means, okay, which means that the kid, kids on their roster, if they want to play poker, if you want to poke around on them and they want to play poker, you really have a two-week window. Now, again, to repeat, as we have during this whole portal time, Tennessee has an additional two weeks to play with over Alabama's two weeks. Alabama's party is up on like the 20, according to that, on the 24th of January. So if you wanted to pull a player off of their roster, okay, say there's a, somebody from the mid-state or whomever, or somebody you finished second with, and you're hypo and you got an opening and you want to grab them and what have you, you really have 13 days to get that done because they're going to want to keep their options open for going back for going back there for leverage reasons. Now, I guess they could jump at which point they would have 30 days to find a new school, but at that point they're committing and you're jumping without a parachute. Does that make sense, guys, what I'm saying? So in theory, it's 30 days. In actuality, it's it's not the way it looks. However, you get an Alabama and an Oregon both open, and that Oregon job is extremely attractive, and who... Where do you think Oregon, Matt, would go to get a coach? Let's say Dan Lanning would jump. And then let's open to Michigan. I think Michigan's going to open. I, I think that's going to happen. This, this is uh, These things come in threes, as they say in the trade. And that would be wild. That would be wild. Where, where would an Oregon go? They would go to a high major program, right, to get their coach? 
going to be a lot of football players they, out there. They seem like they've also been a program that could promote from within in the past, like oh, they yeah. did with when Chip Kelly left. I yeah. think they did that. Yeah. I think they did that one other time since. But the potential to destabilize college football very much exists, but they still have these tight windows. I'd be curious if a kid challenged one of those windows, what would happen? Hey, I'm just going to. But the problem is we're still acting like these guys are going to school, which is really interesting, by the way. We're still pretending. And I'm not saying that some of them aren't going to school. I'm, I'm not saying that, but come on. I'm of the let's get give a on here. So in a real sense, I want to know from you, is this sweet that Saban's gone? Is it bittersweet that Saban's gone? Do you appreciate him now that he's gone? Where, where, do, we, where do we put this? And what do we do with it? 865-200-5402. And does Saban's departure, since all politics are local, does Saban's departure mean that you as a living Vol fan now have a higher expectation on Josh Heupel in 2024? Is the Alabama game a must-win game now in Neyland Stadium? Matt, I'll start with you. Do you believe that this makes Tennessee's job easier? No Nick Saban. Yes or no? Oh, yes. 100% Okay. So does this this increase your expectations on Josh Heupel? No Nick Saban. Not not really. No, because you have the expanded league. You you know, bringing Oklahoma and Texas, it kind of, you know, Alabama will fall off some. Uh, we'll see how long it takes them to fall off from being, you know, a 10, 11, 12 win program a year, which they, they'll eventually will in, I would say, probably maybe two or three years. But my expectation doesn't affect Tennessee expectation wise, but it does, it does make Tennessee, a, a, I mean, it, it does just help Tennessee in a lot of ways, as it does every school in the SEC and the country, really. Um, uh, is it bitter for you, Matt? Bittersweet? What is this for you? Bitter, bitter? You didn't want to see him go? Is it bittersweet? Or is it just sweet that this clown's no longer involved? Oh, it, it, it's sweet. It's It's been a long time coming. He's just destroyed college football. Yep. He's just so joyless. He destroyed just, the SEC. Yep. Just got so many people fired. Yep. And just... Just sucked the soul right out of the right out of the and all the joy right out of the sport. He really did. That's where I'm at. Yep. I'm not gonna hide I'm not gonna hide it. It's a great day. It's a great day to see him go. A, a, an absolutely great day. Because the truth is Alabama needs to get the air let out of their deal. They've needed to let the air get it they they've needed to have the air let out of their deal and the air is getting wrangled out of their deal. I, I'm going to tell, tell you this right now. I don't care who they hire. I don't care if they hire Bill Belichick. Okay? I don't care who they hire. They are going down from where they've been. And they will go a level or two down from where they've been in the next few years. 
Nick Saban this year is so good that that team, we were saying it in real time. It's not like I'm jumping on a bandwagon here. We said it all year. It's a 9-3 and three team that he came within a cat's whisker because he's so good. He came within a cat's whisker of playing for and maybe winning a national championship. So I, for one, am glad out loud that he's gone. I think it's a great day. Now the question for you is, what does this mean for you as a Tennessee fan? What does it mean to you, for you, or if you're a fan of another team in the league? Do you feel like this opens things up a little bit in the conference? We'll go back. We'll go to the phones. Brian, what do you say? Does do you feel like now your expectation on Tennessee is higher? Because you Alabama know, only has to get into that twelve-team playoff deal. My expectation was higher before because I think Tennessee's program has gotten to the point where they can expect to compete with even a Nick Saban Alabama. Nick Saban's Alabama isn't what it was in the early part of the second decade of the 21st century. Tennessee's program is finally somewhat healthy again, and I do think if Saban stays, I think the Vols could win next year. I think they could they could hold serve at home in that rivalry from now on, I think. And it had been interesting to see a healthy Tennessee program go against Nick Saban all those years, just to see what that would have looked like. How many more wins the balls could possibly have gotten? I agree with that, Brian. Because we had one unforced error after another, one bad hire after another. I'd have loved to have seen it. If Lane Kiffin would have had some emotional maturity when he took the job, if he would have been emotional, because he's pretty emotionally intelligent, which is kind of crazy about Kiffin, but I'm just talking about just emotional maturity to appreciate it, and he would have gone head-to-head with Saban all those years here, I think that would have been a heck of a series because we would have had some ball players, uh, and that would have been a lot of fun. Saban got Saban got to, got to run roughshod over a Tennessee team, almost like Fulmer did with Alabama. Fulmer, for the most part, till Saban got there, was the beneficiary of an Alabama that was – that was just spinning one strange hire after another after another and when you do that you can even take a brand like alabama and kind of spin it that's why this thing's gonna be really interesting i'm telling you right now i want Dabo swinney to get that job that's who i am openly rooting for to get that job i think that would be listen you think that guy has a black eye now? You wait till he goes down there and does some of the stuff he does. And he does some of that idealistic stuff with that fan base. They were already chanting nobody, anybody but Dabo. Oh, the students last so night. They're already, they're already, you know. And we're rolling Toomer's corner. Against that. It's a great day for the conference. It's it's just a great day for college football. For you, though, I'm asking you, is it bittersweet? Is it sweet, sweet? What is it? And John Adams is just choking right now. He is choking. Hello and welcome into our first call. Hi, you're on the air. 
Hey, Tony, it's the Polly one. Hey, Paul, welcome in. How we doing, gentlemen? Good, good talk to you. I just had a couple thoughts this morning. You know, God, I don't, I, I, I really want Dabo to go there just like you mm-hmm. for the comedy and the destruction. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be awesome. Now, if I, I, if I was a Alabama fan, what I think, remember when Pete Carroll flailed out of the NFL and he went to USC? Oh yeah, he was. Then, that, uh, yeah, he was he excellent. Yeah, he, was he got excellent. that thing rolling. Yep. And then, you know, he was cheating and he lost and went to the NFL. If you're looking for like a stopgap for a year, year and a half, two years to just come in, he's used to coaching talent. There is talent there. If they brought Pete Carroll in for, you know, one, two, three years to then find somebody, I think he could, you know, kind of maintain the program more than anyone you know it's a crazy couple we talk about seismic things i forgot all about pete carroll that's a crazy couple days in the sport right there pete carroll quits the next day saving quits the next day the hoodie quits that's pretty wild that's three hall of fame football coaches matt what about that if alabama was uh was minding their p's and q's and they reached out to a Pete Carroll. You think Pete Carroll could guide that ship, Matt? Uh, I don't know, because it's just a totally different era of college football than the one he had. I mean, he you know basically got busted because they got Reggie Bush and his family a house, when now you can you know give players houses and things, NIL-wise. I, and, I mean, isn't Carroll older than Saban? 73, like, I know he, he, like, look, he looks younger, but yeah. he's like, I just don't know that that would and and why would you do that why would you enter into that grind and he spent the last what like 10 or 15 years you know in a cushy nfl job where you don't have to recruit you don't have to do this daily grind of recruiting that you'd have to do at a place like alabama you know and i just don't think that would make uh, sense on for either of them they might have to find somebody who maybe is a coach that has alabama ties because D'Amico Ryans had a good first year in Houston. Do you think they would possibly look to go that route? Maybe I mean, that's the thing, thing about Alabama. Do they go back to their family tree now? Because they're really into their family tree. And Saban's not of their tree. I mean, that's a decent thought, Bri. And who's in their tree? That that That's why I want Dabo Swinney so bad. I want those people to f- be hoisted on their own batard, as we say in the trade. Yeah. Guys, for more comedy, remember our great friend Butch Jones. He he made a, a lifetime millions of dollars of following Brian Kelly. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't mm-hmm. that be fun? Uh, yeah, but how far down your tree would you have to get for to bring Butch Jones in at Alabama? I, I would think you would need uh, some kind of like a plague that would wipe out <laughs> three-quarters of America. Hey, on my way out, guys, um... Out of all my years of watching basketball, yep. have you ever seen at any level a player go for 26 points in the second half yep. and not get the ball when you really need a bucket? No. It was a little strange last night when ZZ pulled up and shot that ball from 25 feet. <laughs>
I agree with that. It's happened twice. Remember earlier, it was either the Kansas or Carolina game when we needed a bucket, and we after a timeout, and Zakaya had a running three-pointer. It's happened twice. When when it comes down to the nitty-gritty, we don't have a plan. Well, come on now. That's not fair. He he, he said he we thought... Don't... He said he thought he was going to get fouled. That was the best game I've ever seen Zakai play. It was. He was incredible last night. That was awesome. He kept us in that game. Yes, he did. But the point being, when it comes down to it, it should already be predetermined. When we need a bucket in a close game, you know who we get the ball to. You have to. Well, see, I think that's the. I think that's the benefit, though of playing the schedule you've played and then playing a game like that because one of our callers said this last night, that is college basketball. A favorite goes into a underdog's gym and the underdog plays lights out and four of the top five teams in college basketball have gotten beat in the last few nights. Kansas and Tennessee got taken down last night. The night before, uh, it was Houston and Purdue on the MIC and the truth is, you grow from those losses. And the reason you grow from them is that when you're doing film study, you say to Zakai, hey, look, man, I don't care what you think is happening here. This guy over here is shooting the basketball there. Got to figure out a way. Got to figure well, out a way to get him the ball. Got to figure out, got to get him the ball. The problem is, Tony, is I, I would understand that and go with that if we had a young basketball team. But we don't. Yeah, we but, these, but, the, but they're not used to playing together. Have, they are a young team. Huh? They're not used to playing together. Oh, man, just just Connect and Ganey are the only ones that are new. Yeah, but they're again, they're not used to those two guys aren't used to that those guys aren't used to playing with each other. And Sakai's coming off a terrible injury. Look, I excuse or forgive last night and and you're not going to call timeout in that spot. You're not going to call time because if you call timeout, then people like you are going to say, well, why would you do that and let the defense set itself up? No, don't throw me in it. Uh, a, a team should know who has – a sixth-grade team would know. Oh, come you gotta on. you got to give your 26 points, Tony. Get them the ball. Dixon, what do you think? Take a side here, Dixon. I, I think you you want connect shooting that, but I, I don't fault Ziegler. I, I mean, it, it wound up being a bad result, but you know the thinking of thinking he's going to get fouled, I can understand why he de- he did that. I I would prefer your your kind of point guard to be to want the ball late in those spots, but I think you've got to figure out a way to to have connect get get a, get the last shot. He's the game's on the line. He's trying to figure out a way though to put this on Barnes, and it's not on Barnes, want, Matt. It's players playing. You want playing. Ron Harper going? Taking a shot because he thinks he's going to get fouled when it's, you when you have to win and not get the ball to MJ. It's not on Barnes. I'm sorry. Who is it on? It's just players playing. It just is. Who's what it taking is. nine million dollars? Oh boy. Who's coached forty years? Call, call him his name. Go ahead. Call him his name. Go ahead. No, I'm not going to do it. I'm Th- not going to let you flush me. Thank I you. I think it was a good call. Thank you. Have a good day, and I appreciate your call. Rich Bruins, Rich Bruins, Rich Bruins. I mean, come on. It was a great game last night. And our post-game show was pretty positive. Because Tennessee had an incredible comeback last night. Showed a lot of moxie, well, a lot of guts. 
they they better win Saturday. You don't want to go one and two with the team they have. Allegedly. No doubt about. about that. I'm gonna try to connect with John Adams here. We got uh, we got issues. I got I got I got some serious issues here after this. This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Alert, alert! Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a huge announcement. We're expanding our service center to get you in and out quicker than ever. That's right, five new service bays to get your vehicle back on the road. Don't drive a Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, or Ram. It doesn't matter. Our certified technicians are trained to work on all makes or models. More service, less time. Only at Columbia Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram. Family owned and operated. You can count on us. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. 
The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trawood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. Debbie Matthews grew up and lives in beautiful Columbia, Tennessee. As a realtor, she is well-versed in homes, neighborhoods, development, and schools. She wants to share her love of her home state with others to help them find just the right place to raise a family, open a business, or develop a dream. From luxury listings to land, she can handle it all. She is the current leading producer, Nashville Realty Group. Contact Debbie Matthews Realtor at 615-476-3224. That's 615-476-3224. This is Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. Today, I am at Foodland in beautiful downtown Columbia, Tennessee. I'm talking with Miles Johnson, your local grocer. He's got some specials that will be in Foodland starting today through next Tuesday. He's got a circular in his hand. You can get one at the front door. Miles, what have you got this week? Well, this week we have ground beef for $2.99 a pound, T-bone steak $4.99 a pound, five-pound bag Idaho potatoes, $2.49 each, Nestle Pure Life 24-pack water, three for 11, and Hamburger Helper, two for three. That's amazing, as always. And folks, Foodland is the place for guys who grill. Best meat department in Murray County. Miles, thanks so much. Have a great week. All righty. Thank you. You too. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. TB, back with you. Last night, really strange. I was uh, talking to John Adams when the Saban Saban stuff right after it hit, you know. And uh, Caduce to, again, Chris Lowe for getting that. And we were... uh, we were talking about, you know, I was like, hey, man, come come jump on the show with me last night. And then we were like, ah, well, you know, we'll wait. And the truth is, last night's last night is the first time I can ever remember in a postgame show not sticking with the topic at hand. Because the goal is to not, when you're doing those programs, the goal is to not muddy the water because you don't want to confuse people. But the Nick Saban story, the ramifications of it are so far-reaching that it just demands you discussing it. I think it's the biggest college football story in, I don't know when. John, biggest, uh, John Adams, Knoxville News Sentinel, uh, presented by Jennifer Morris, Keller Williams. Your next move, Smoky Mountains, or nextmovesmokymountains.com. I always want to put a year in there, Jen. Sorry about that. But uh, next move, SmokyMountains.com. John, um, biggest college football story since what, in your mind? Uh, since Connor Stallions got busted. Uh, no, uh, I can't really think of anything comparable. I thought, uh, I thought Bobby Bowden's. Uh, Going bowing out at Florida State was a big deal, but 
But this is bigger. Bobby Bowden had won six national championships. He won a couple. And Nick Saban is pretty much everyone agrees he's the greatest coach of all time. Uh, maybe it's the biggest story since Bear Bryant retired. I, I actually I think it might be the biggest story since that scandal at Penn State uh, with uh, Sandusky. That was incredible. That was just unbelievable. And that's one of those deals that came out of nowhere. But, yeah, this kind of makes me feel old because uh, I was in Baton Rouge, and I remember writing a column when Bear Bryant uh, retired. And it's just kind of the same history repeating itself. You So odd that one school had those kind of dynasties. Um, Two a lot of, of them. Schools, yeah. A lot of schools have success and i remember when miami was at the top of its game back in the early 80s to early 90s and won national championships with three different coaches uh made great hires uh howard snellenberger uh dennis erickson and jimmy johnson uh but to have the long-running success those 16 seasons consecutive seasons with at least 10 wins uh, that's, uh, and I think back to Nebraska, it went from Bob Devaney to Tom Osborne, one of the most seamless transitions in college football history, going from one national championship coach to another one who, <coughs> excuse me, won national championships as well. So it's just such a, he had such an impact on the game, such an impact on the SEC such an impact on Tennessee. And I wrote in my column yesterday Boy. that, mm. I mean, this calls for celebration at Tennessee. I mean, Alabama may hire a really good coach, but he can't bring back Nick Saban any more than he can bring back Bear Bryant. Uh, these people just don't come along that often. Generally speaking, they, when the legend goes, you go into the wilderness for a little bit. I'm thinking about Oklahoma post Barry Switzer, who was extremely successful there. Um, I'm thinking about, you mentioned Nebraska post Tom Osborne. They completely have lost their identity and lost their way. I'm thinking about Alabama post Bear Bryant, though they had their moments and they were still pretty good. And they won a national championship in the mid '90s with Gene Stallings, who was a guy off their, you know, off the bearish tree, and a really good man, by the way. Um, but it seems like it seems like Alabama should brace itself because it's going to be well, like you said, no matter who they hire, it's a step down. It doesn't matter who they – you can take your pick of whomever you want and plug them in there, and it is going to be a step down from what that guy did. It's going to be impossible to to perform to the level that he did. He was a sick individual, Nick Saban was. Well, he was relentless, Tony, and uh, talking to coaches who worked for him, and I mentioned this in my column, but yeah. – there was no downtime with Nick Saban. Now, you could say in today's era with NIL, with transfer portal, there's no downtime for, for anybody. But in, in calmer days in college football, uh, 
most staffs there was a there was a window there in the summer where staffs kind of took it a little easier. They had time off, and but I, I can remember talking to a couple of assistants, and, and they said, "Well, there is no downtime with Nick Saban, and that's what it takes to win at that level. He's just relentless." What, and he what was you, re, go ahead. Well, I'm asking. Speaking of his relentlessness, right? What do we make of the reports that are out there? And I'm asking if you believe them. That he was interviewing somebody for a Matt. What was it? A position coach. He was interviewing somebody for a position coaching job yesterday morning, and then he walked in there and resigned a short while after interviewing this uh, person. Like, what? Do you buy that report, John? And and if that's true, what are we to make of that? It's a little odd, isn't it? It kind of be like me having uh, computer problems, and I throw up my arms and say, "That's it, I'm done." <laughs> Maybe that was a really bad interview. Maybe it was, but you know what? Maybe it was just an epiphany for Nick Saban. I, I don't know. Who who knows what's going on in somebody's head? But it happen. It can happen to anybody. Just some little thing can trigger, and you say, "Man, I think it's that's it for me." Now, in most cases, you would, if that thought occurs, you would say, well, okay, let me give this a little more thought. I'm, I'm not in my, I'm a little upset right now. Let me give this a little more thought. See, with Nick Saban, I would think there's a, uh, a plan in mind, like that he would have a, when he would want to quit. And see, he's just been talking recently, though, about how much he was enjoying coaching. Uh, no, no sense of retirement, no mention of it. Right. There's so many things it could be. I mean, he's seemingly in great health, but we never know when you could get a bad medical test and, and everything changes. And I'm not saying that's the case. I'm just saying there are a lot of variables here. Um, it's hard to me think of, hard to me envision his not coaching. I think you talk about, well, he just got burned out. People like Nick Saban don't get burned out. They burn out other people, but they don't get burned out. They thrive on this. Yes. This is what keeps them going. They are comfortable with this. It's not stressful to them. I mean, these are highly, highly successful individuals who, who, like I said, who thrive on this kind of thing. So you can't imagine them not doing it. And, and certainly nothing, to me, nothing happened in this season that would warrant that. A lot of people thought he did one of his better coaching jobs. He didn't have national championship talent, but look what happened. He comes down to a final play kind of against Michigan uh, in overtime, and and Michigan ends up winning the national title. He's eliminated in the semifinal. So it's like he was close, and even last year when he didn't make the playoff, he was only two or three teams away, he was still having success. So who knows what happened. Uh, completely different with Bear Bryant because Bear Bryant was, he he, he lived pretty hard. And he... Uh, yeah, he was at the end of his life. Yeah. He was, I mean, I would remember being in a press box and looking down here on, down on the sidelines thinking, man, that guy's not moving much kind of looked almost like there was a cardboard cutout of Bear Bryant. Even if he couldn't coach a game, well, we'll put this cutout 
there on the sidelines, prop it up. Somebody can even hold it, make sure it doesn't fall down, and that'll be worth two touchdowns to us against whomever we're playing. <laughs> because he was such a legendary figure, too. And there were a lot of similarities, a lot of differences, but also some similarities between the two. He, um, he was so good, Saban was, that, like, Orange Shirt today wrote a little special for us in our over at tclub.team. And one of the things he wrote is that Saban was 16-1. and one. I guess it's 16-2, and two, though, against the Vols because Tennessee did beat him in 2001. And then they beat him in, um, uh, they beat him the last time in Neyland Stadium. But hidden in all that is the game in 2001 where they bring a quarterback off the bench out of nowhere and beat the Vols in 2001. And really, that was the beginning of Nick Saban being Nick Saban in college football. That was the, Tennessee kind of, uh, birthed, uh, the, the, the legend of Saban that night, didn't they? Yeah, and it's funny you bring that up. Uh, it was a few years later, and I don't remember the context of this, but I was in Tuscaloosa advancing a Tennessee-Alabama game, and it was at the regular Monday morning press conference. I was doing a column, so I asked Nick Saban about that game. And like I said, I forget the context, why I would do it at that time. But he made a call in that game uh, the game was kind of going Tennessee's way in the first half. Quarterback, running back for LSU, both been injured out of the game. They're leading rusher and their number one quarterback, Rohan Davey. And momentum was clearly on Tennessee's side. And Nick Saban said he went for it on a fourth and one. And I'm pretty sure it was on his side of the field. He said, you know, I was trying to create some momentum there. Didn't make it, and uh, and and LA and Tennessee uh, ended up scoring, kicking a field goal. And Saban said his thought after that call was, "I cost my te- myself the game." He said, "I cost us that game with that decision. It was a horrible decision." But after the game. One of the players came up to Nick Saban. This is Saban telling the story and yeah. told him, Coach, when you when you made that decision, even though we didn't make it, man, that told us that you believed in us. And you believe because that's not a kind of move that Saban normally made. I think Saban had a really good feel for a game and could make an out-of-the-character move when yeah. necessary, but that was really out of character. And the player said, when you de- did that, it really showed us that you believe we could win that game, and he ended up he ended up winning the game. Uh, Alabama did. It was a big win uh, for Nick Saban. Uh, you know, I the other thing I remember. There's a lot of things I remember about Nick Saban. Another thing I remember that I thought was telling about his success. Uh, you know, in his the way his retirement came about. We were never going to have a Coach K tour with Nick Saban. Isn't that interesting? He didn't care, he didn't care about pomp and circumstance. Isn't that interesting? That would make him cringe, the very thought of it. Isn't Nick that interesting? Loved, he loved coaching. He didn't love, he didn't love all the things that came with success. 
He wanted to succeed. Of course he did. But the things that came with success really were luxury items to him. But I go back to when he won his first national championship. I was covering that game. He was at LSU, won his first national championship. The morning after, they always have a a second-day press conference with the winning coach and the the game MVP. And, And Saban looked so uncomfortable, almost unhappy. Now he's it's like twelve less than twelve hours after he just won his first national title. This wasn't five, six, or seven. This was number one. An an epic, a wa- watershed moment for him and his career, not to mention LSU's program. And all he could talk about is that, you know, this one this isn't gonna help us next year. We we yeah. gotta start getting ready. This this is gonna be difficult. You basically was saying you can't rest on your laurels a cliche of course but he was so his body language and his demeanor was all about this he was almost displeased that this championship was impeding his preparation for the next team so that's what mattered to him here's the thing You, you talked about coach k right who i despise at least with Nick Saban, you kind of know what you get. But I think NIL ultimately has chased both these guys into retirement because it's such a rat race now. And you know it's a total pain in the ass for Saban not to have control over his players. You know that drives him nuts. And to not be able to hard coach guys um, because they've had so much leakage into the portal. That is absolutely got to be part of this equation and this is what uh, Throat writes today, and I want your thoughts on this, and then we'll go to the phones. Because ultimately, all politics are local. I'm doing this show in Knoxville. But this is a conversation being had across the league now because, look, it's a 12-team playoff. And invariably, this destabilization of Alabama could augment somebody's roster, certainly in years to come, Will, could help another program for these coveted spots get there. Or you got to think in your mind, is Alabama going to get penciled in uh, still for one of those spots? Do you still pencil them in for one of the playoff spots? Which is something we can talk about into the offseason ad nauseum now because they're back in play. Here's what Throat writes. I want your thoughts. Volfan, if you haven't embraced the new world of Transfer Portal and NIL, you need to do it now. Because there is no doubt that the new world order and his agent wealth have chased Nick Saban from the game. He can't sit on five stars anymore who can't leave his program. Sure, he did a masterful job of navigating Alabama and this team to the playoff, but it took a ton out of him. John, your thoughts on that and the fact that this new world order, the Coach K's, the Sabins, a lot of these control freaks. Hey, the guy at Villanova who had it figured out up there, Jay Wright, he said, I, I didn't sign up for this. Uh, if I wanted to coach pro kit professional basketball, I'd go coach in the NBA, which, by the way, he's not doing either. He just kind of goes to Eagles games and hangs out in Philly and does a little broadcasting. Um, you, your thoughts on the fact that somewhere down there lurking in, in all this is the fact that the sand shifted beneath his feet. And, he, and maybe he just said, screw this. Yeah, that's. I think that would be a contributing factor for any coach. And 
I still think Nick Saban would be successful in this era. The reason he's been successful so long is he adapted and adjusted just as Bear Bryant did when he was a coach at Alabama for so many years. Uh, however, it's do I want to adjust? See, he always exactly. he adjusted to this, but do I really want to do this? Right. I, I think Nick Saban, we don't, we don't look at him this way, but I've talked to people about him and, and, uh, he had really good relationships with players. Players saw him as someone they could trust. He would level with them. He didn't play games with them. He would level with them about where they stood, where they could go, uh, what their opportunities were in this sport, in NFL, all that kind of stuff. I've heard that from multiple sources. Uh, so, and that contributed to his success and his recruiting success. And Nick Saban made, always made it very clear. Great defensive coach. Uh, great working with DBs. That was his position of expertise. But Nick Saban always maintained it's about the player. And recruiting was everything to your success. And that's why he recruited, I'll use the word again, relentlessly, nonstop. And he recruited so well. And, and because he was willing to put in the time, and he was selling something, he was selling a plan and a path for success, for career success. Uh, I'll get you, you do what you need to do here, and I'll get you to the NFL. I'll do everything I can to get you along life's way and, and to further your career. And I think he was sincere about that. Sure, it was self-serving, but I really think he was sincere about it. And I think players understood that and related to that and their family related to it. Well, now we come with NIL and Transfer Portal, and players aren't thinking so much or as much about a career. They're thinking about immediate, immediate gratification. And I... I'm not criticizing them for saying, here's a million dollars. I can get a million dollars here. I better take it. But so it's a different game and you need a different selling strategy. So I think that's a very, uh, it's a long winded response, but I think it's a very, very likely uh, possibility that that influenced Saban. I, I don't quite get the timing of it, but. There could have been other factors, too. Hey, Dixon, do you think Alabama looks at Urban Meyer, whose name is not being mentioned, by the way, by people? I don't know why. But you think, Matt, that they try to kick the tires on him, and would you, Matt? It's been out of it for a while now. And, again, we're in the NIL era, and he's another freak, control freak guy. How would he respond? Because he takes everything personally, Urban Meyer does. And his his last go-around with professionals didn't go too well dixon what do you think uh it's kind of an outside the box one i hadn't thought of i know uh, he's off the radar I, I wouldn't think they would do that but it wouldn't surprise me if they they gauged his interest or you know i mean i i don't know that that'd be interesting as, as sick as some of those folks are i think that might have been their first phone call 
uh, Tony, it's funny. I, I just did our SEC Unfiltered podcast with Blake Topbar and Urban Meyer. Uh, he, Blake was had, giving me names, and uh, and I would say like, dislike, great, great choice, not so great. But Urban Meyer was our last one, and uh, he calls me the president of the Urban Meyer family. Oh, there's no uh, doubt. That's why I, I knew yeah. you had to ask you. I didn't want to change a pH in your blood. Asking, I, I uh, but, but see, there's no, yes, Urban Meyer is a control freak, and yeah, he wouldn't like this NIL stuff either, but he is the one coach, the one coach that could handle the pressure of, of following Nick Saban. Because Urban Meyer put so much pressure on himself. Yes. The, the pressure that Ala, the Alabama dynasty would uh, place on him is nothing compared to what he would put on himself. Urban Meyer is the, is the one guy that might say, well, I might can win more championships than that guy. But, but I don't know how he would function in the NIL. Uh, go ahead. His health. Would his health. No. God. The NIL era, the NIL yeah. era would swallow Urban Meyer. Everything's no, personal and, with him. And I, and I, sure, I said this on our podcast. I think he would be successful, uh, but I think the job would absolutely kill him. Yep. I just that's don't a great, think he can do it. Yeah. And I think he realizes that. I think that's why he says now, yeah, and I'm sure he's talked to other coaches and how they much they hate all this. They don't say that publicly. They hate Jabbo's it. Yeah, yeah. Sweeney does, but yeah. but no, I think Urban Meyer realizes, man, as much as he'd like to go out there and say, well, I'm going to go win, uh, let's see, he's got three national titles, Nick Saban had seven, okay, I'm going to go win four more, maybe five, and believe he could do it, and maybe he could in a different era, but he couldn't, he couldn't hold up, because these guys like Nick Saban and Urban Meyer, whose schedule is already overbooked now you add nil and you add transfer portal and your 24-hour day became a 30-hour day so we're going to talk about it i want to get into it john's got some good stuff there i want to hear from you in hour two and i want to get into this from a tennessee perspective what does this mean if anything or is our path to the playoff still as difficult as it was and i'm going to ask matt that on the other side because that's really the question here all politics are local did the alabama game next fall become a victory because if it became a victory you got a great chance of making the playoffs here in nico's uh uh, first year as a full-time starter if you answer that question yes you have an excellent chance of going 10 and 2 when you look at that schedule an excellent chance an excellent chance. Not a good chance. An excellent chance. If you look at that and you go, well, I mean, Alabama's still Alabama, Tone. I mean, maybe they don't win the whole thing, but they're going to get in a 12-team playoff. It's 12 teams. And then how long would it take for them to slip? you got to look at that. Or does it happen overnight now in the portal era? Do, they, do, do people leak out of there in the spring? It's going to be really interesting to see how this thing goes and if alabama does hire the guy from oregon now you're destabilizing two teams if oregon turns around and hires somebody else now you're destabilizing three if michigan opens up and they go hire somebody else 
Now you got four destabilized, maybe five, maybe all at once. Michigan and Alabama are like superpowers right now. If that Michigan gig opens and they don't, let's say the Michigan gig opens and Brian Kelly gets that job. Think about that from a Tennessee perspective. Because Brian Kelly is behind the scenes. What's the term I'm trying to use here? He's like, uh, you don't think that got into the media accidentally, do you? That's not how that works. Those those people that cover, and we can have John talk about this, but those people that cover this thing on a national basis, I'm not going to say they're led around by agents, but they're kind of... uh, they're kind of encouraged by agents. Well, we saw that. You know, and athletic you know directors. What? We saw that with uh, John Curry when uh, Bookham Dano was caught communicating. Hey, would you say this? Would you get that? That's how it works. At any rate, we'll come back. It's really interesting now to look at the pieces on the chessboard and how they relate back to the SEC. Because you could see Brian Kelly jump to Michigan. You could really see that happen. We continue. Hour two after this. This is Coach Trader's Golf from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the garbage man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. 
For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, memsmodernlandscape.com. That's memsmodernlandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. The traditional first-year anniversary gift is paper. Yay! Envelopes. The traditional 10-year anniversary gift is tin or aluminum. Are there sardines in here? And the 20-year anniversary gift is the chance to win up to a million dollars. Now that's what I'm talking about. It's our anniversary, but we thought about what you'd want. The new 20th anniversary Jumbo Bucks Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. And now for today's winning Cash 3 and Cash 4 numbers from the Tennessee Lottery. The first number is... The number you just thought of. The second number is... The number you would have picked. The third number is... The day of your wedding anniversary. And the fourth number They're only is, lucky numbers if you decide to play them. Cash 3 and Cash 4, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. If you have Medicare and Medicaid, you may be able to get more help to cover your care and costs. A United Healthcare Dual Complete Plan can help you get more benefits than original Medicare. Whether you choose our online tools or over-the-phone support, United Healthcare will help you compare options so you can choose a plan with confidence. See if you qualify for a United Healthcare Dual Complete Plan. Call 855 UHC More. That's 855 UHC More. 855 UHC M O R E. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Really interesting developments here. So we already have movement. We already have movement in the Alabama deal, and we're on the air with you. And we're going to take this as it comes. Brian Hartman, there's a report from Matt Zenitz, who's a 247 guy, very reputable. And what's he reporting, Brian? That Dan Lanning is staying at Oregon. Okay. Sources tell 24-7. Now, at the same time, we're looking at... He was at, not in Tuscaloosa last night. At the same time, we're looking at betting markets. And the betting markets, they've pulled the odds down for the next coach at Alabama. Which means, John, does that mean that in twenty four less than 24 hours, they've identified and hired their coach? Is that what that could mean, John? 
Well, I guess that's possible. I'm not an expert on betting lines. I'm intrigued by them, and I follow them, but I'm certainly no expert. It is interesting, isn't uh, it? Yeah, T- Tennessee Lee might can help you on that. Uh, but I don't uh, – yeah, if that's the case mm-hmm. – then uh, the plot thickens somewhat. If you're looking for how this evolved, that tells me that it was planned out and uh, that Alabama already had its next coach in place. Is it, I, I mean, doesn't that point to such a development? Um, I mean, if you've got your coach already, it tells me that that knew Nick Saban was getting ready to retire, and it, you know, it had the next guy. I, I, that's just a guess. Yeah, yeah, it, it makes sense. It sort of adds up that well. I mean, that contradicts what you're saying. I'm not you're saying, but the report that he was he was interviewing somebody for a job, and then all of a sudden he just, <laughs> I'm out of here. You're a horrible interview. Get out of my office. Yeah, get out and I'm done. I'll see you again. If, In fact, you're such a bad interview, I don't even want to talk about this sport to anybody if, ever again. If this is indicative if this is indicative of the morons uh in this deal, then I'm done. I'd love to know who that who that person was. That that'd be the answer to a trivia question one day. Uh, Matt, what do you make of this landing news and this thing? Uh, one wonders uh, what they're doing. Dabo Swinney? What do you make of it, Matt? Earth to Matt? No, I, I think I think with landing, the, probably the timing doesn't work out really well. He's, I think he's only been in Oregon for two years, and he's got a pretty good team coming back. And I think his buyout was really, really high, not that that would matter. At, in the end, but I just—he probably sees it as more of a lateral move, given that you you're replacing Saban. So, you know, I, he 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 made he checked all the boxes. I thought just, you know, from the outside looking in, and I I think I think it's I think it's Davo's job. I mean, I just it just makes too much sense. This is a nice jumping off point from Clemson for him, uh, and he can go back home and and he. And, because he knows what he's getting into, and he's kind of one of them. But he's also kind of an outsider from, you know, he's not from the Saban tree. So I, I, I think Dabo makes a whole lot of sense. But I, I agree with John. I, it just, it doesn't feel like it would be Nick Saban's mo to to not have kind of a uh, a plan of of how they would go about this because he's just so, uh, you know, just meticulous at everything that it, it would make sense that they would. They've been working behind the scenes on this for for a while. Back to the phones we go. But if he's interviewing somebody yesterday, the whole thing is just really strange. Hello and welcome in to our next call. You are on our TLD Logistics phone lines on a day where we're trying to grapple with what the Saban news means. Hello and welcome in. Hey, Tom. Hey, welcome in. I think the uh, the number one thing Saban did at Alabama. And the most important thing he did, and the thing the next guy is going to have to maybe do is, Saban was able to go in there and tell the good old boys that this isn't your program anymore. Kindly write your check and leave. And the <laughs> next guy's got to be able. That, that's what it was. Yeah, that's how that's how they were able to get him. 
I mean, they would never have gotten him if, if, unless they agreed to do that. And, and the Bama boosters swallowed their pride because they were sick of losing. They swallowed their egos. And they sat back and won for 17 years. Will the next guy be able to do that? I don't know. going to have a lot of gravitas to be able to do it. And the one thing in this era that we know from over here locally is that the next guy won't have that whatever the term is you're looking for. You call it gravitas, which is a great word. But the next person's not going to have the equity uh, that this one did. And, um, and, And so that will be extremely, extremely interesting. Extremely I mean, that's what, interesting. That's what the next guy is going to have to do because if they let the, the good old boys run the show, they're going to take major. They're always going to take a step back. Look, you're replacing the greatest coach to ever do it. They're going to take a step back. But if they're going to, if they fall, they could fall down into, you know, seven and five, eight and four bill if those boosters don't keep their egos in check. Now, no buyout's going to be an issue for Alabama. They haven't had to pay a buyout in 17 years, unlike some schools I know that just write checks to people for people to not work every year, it seems like. So no buyout's going to be an issue. Now, I don't know. Is this Dan Lanning? He knows he's not getting it, so he's putting this out there. I'm returning to Oregon to make it look good. Or is he, That's what it sounds like to me. They know they have their guy, and it's not him. That's exactly right, which is that's my point. That when, you, when you see... I pulled my name out. That means they have yeah. a hire. And and when you see the betting markets, all of a sudden they pull name, they pull that off the board. That means that something there is going on. There there's something in the air there. And I think Dabo could go there and just say, "Look, this NIL and transfer portal. That's how that's how they do business here. I'm just going to adapt to it." Safe face. It'd be a one day story. Yeah, yeah. Like, and safe face. The way face. we do business here. Yeah. All right. You know, and and I hope Tennessee fans aren't doing the Nick Saban only one because he che- they cheated like crazy. That's complete nonsense. Oh, I don't think anybody's would ever say that or has said uh, okay. that. Okay, I don't want to hear. Oh, we went Do- Dodge Chargers. But they all, all got the, all the great players. Come on, Stop. come on. The guy is a great. Co- Look what the guy did this year with the team. It was nine and three. Come on. And we all and know he, that. And he, he ended Kirby's three-peat. He's, saying, he's, he's, he's the best coach to ever live in that deal. And In fact, in my lifetime, the two best coaches quit within 24 hours of each other. The hoodie was just out of time up there in New England, but the hoodie was a great coach. And and, and this guy, the, the two guys just walked off the what stage. The? I mean, come on, that's incredible. Within 24 I hours think, of each other. Is, I'd love to see... Belichick and Saban do a kind of a Manning cast type. Show. Yeah, that would be, be really cool. fun. Maybe one of them would upside down smile. Maybe you could. Maybe they could. One of them could what sit on their heads really and smile. Yeah. What is Belichick's there, is there, record? Is there anything in this rumor that, Kirk, that Kirby's got a contract from the Falcons? Brian Bill Belichick was a great coach. He he's the one that found Tom Brady, developed Tom Brady. Don't give me that crap. Come on now. They've waited to the sixth round to take him. Oh, Brian. Yeah, but but he uh, got him. I mean, that's sports. Tom Brady wouldn't wouldn't have had all those Super Bowl rings if thank you playing so somebody thank, else. Thank you. Come hey, on, Tom, Tom. He won one with Tampa. Is there anything? Is, is there anything oh, with this Kirby? Uh, Kirby got a contract from the Falcons. I love that. Let's destabilize the whole thing, Kirby. Here's what I'm going to do. Okay, if you make me king. 
Kirby Smart goes to the Falcons, uh, and the guy at LSU goes to Michigan. And then we've got a total destabilization. Maybe then the Vols can get to the playoff. I'm just trying to get my balls to the playoff, Mark. I'm too. I'm too. But I don't think if, if Harbaugh leaves, they're giving that to Sharon Moore. There's no, I don't think they have a choice. So what does? Yeah, that's always smart. So what does? Let your players. Uh, let your players make your. Oh, well, guys, the guy, the guy what, pants Ryan Day. On what? Oh, hey, season. I mean, he come on, I mean, on the table set for you. What? What does? You guys tell me. Um. What does all this do for Tennessee's playoff chances? Are they better today? In the Nico oh, era, are they better today? Can I see the Can I see the deflections from Alabama's roster? I mean, how many of those guys do they hold on to? You I don't know. know. Does Caleb Does Caleb Downs leave? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure he's already gotten calls. Oh, hey. You know, I mean, I'm calls. I, I'll tell you what it does, Tony. It's just it's just. The only guy to beat Kirby Smart the last three years is Nick Saban. That guy's out of college football now. I think it. I think it makes Georgia an absolute death star again. Unfortunately, but you can if you got a great quarterback, you got a chance, and we got one. Yeah, that's exactly right, Colombo. What, th- what do you think, John? Does it make Tennessee now? If you're a Tennessee fan, does this augment your opportunity at getting to the playoff? Oh, tremendously. I mean, Alabama can hire a good coach, but it's not going to hire Nick Saban. It's not going to hire Bear Bryant. And this changes everything. It's it's a it's a tremendous opportunity for Tennessee. Uh, and think about it. And, and it's a sort of a window of opportunity. Tennessee really needs to seize the day because you've got. I, I believe, as you guys do, that Tennessee's got the quarterback now. And you know how important that is in college football to have the quarterback. Tennessee has one, and now you're you're eliminating um, uh, the best coach in college football from your conference, and better yet, from your schedule. I mean, Auburn and Tennessee yep. should be the program celebrating the most. Yep. Uh, the games change for them, and now here's an opportunity for Tennessee to capitalize on. And one other thing, uh, lesser factor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Oklahoma is not the Oklahoma right now. And it very well could be in a few years. I'm not sold on Brett Venables, but it possibly could be. But right now, it's not that. So now, when you look at the schedule, you look at Georgia and you say, okay, realistically, playing Sanford Stadium, playing against Georgia, that's a loss. But now, you look at Alabama differently. And I think Oklahoma already, though at Norman, tough challenge be a slight underdog probably but that's a winnable game so yeah it's a tremendous opportunity for tennessee and as you said i think a lot of other programs lsu uh ole miss uh anybody that has alabama on next year's schedule should be absolutely elated and by the way the ramifications for the league as well now you can go to your nine team uh now you can go to your nine team uh, SEC schedule that we talked about before with the three and the six because the, uh, the new coach there doesn't get a vote. Wanted to lose Alabama because they kept beating them for so long. Now it's kind of like it's come back around. That's why you don't just want to drop the game. It may swing. That's, some, that's at some right. Point. Uh, I want Dabo Swinney down there. Who is it, Mark? Is that who you think it is? Is it Dabo, Mark? Is that what they that they've done? 
I don't think they hire Kalen DeBoer. I don't think they hire a guy without SEC ties like Kalen DeBoer. This is a different animal. Alabama, Tuscaloosa is a little different animal than yeah. Seattle. Dabo's been down there. Dabo knows. Did da- Dabo play there and coach there, right? He he is yeah, of, he, he, is, there, so. he is of the earth. Tell I mean, me, I don't I think Dabo think... has the the personality for this oh, job. Oh hell no, he get and hammered. he's got to know it. Yeah, I mean, I give him all the credit in the world for what he did at Clemson. What was Clemson? I mean, it was it was seven and five, maybe. Oh, he gets all he gets total credit going to the Gator Bowl. I want him to jump in. 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 Head to head. Huh? Please jump in. Please jump in. Please jump into the SEC. No, Please. But, no, I think he likes – Dabo wants to be appreciated. Mm-hmm. And you can see that when Clems has just dropped off a little bit. Still a good program, but when you've won national championships and you've been on the top of the world as he has with his program, fans aren't happy with that. Please well, jump in. Please. How happy are they going to be at Alabama Please. when you don't win in – Please. Well, you know what? He's the modern-day Bobby Bowden. Bobby Bowden flirted with Alabama a couple times back in the day. Does Dabo flirt around with him? Okay, the modern-day Bobby well, Bowden. Well, he knows he needs to get out of the ACC because the ACC is dead. Well, he could That's win the ACC. Well, I don't know about that. Thank you, Mark. I don't know if it's dead. I, I think, to me, if you look at the ACC and you say, ACC's probably not getting a large bid. In the uh, playoff picture, even with 12 teams. However, if you win the ACC, you get in. And it's to me, it would be easier to win the ACC than it would be to get an at-large bid in the SEC. So, to me, um, you're in a better position even in the ACC to get into the playoff. That's that's your goal. Hey, Matt, is it Dabo Swinney? He makes the most sense at this point. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of a weird. It's kind of a weird, like just the timing of it right now. This year, there's not like these like can't miss candidates that are like up and coming anywhere that that you would think could could handle the Alabama job. Not not that I, I don't think there's anybody that could handle replacing Saban, but Dabo makes the most sense. By the way, guys, uh, Derek Dooley is listed on the odds boards if you all want to get some Derek Dooley. He's a uh, dark horse candidate. Hello and welcome into our next call on a day where we're just trying to grapple with what this Nick Saban thing means because it's got huge ramifications. I'm telling you, it's time for the SEC to move out of Birmingham, too. Let's just say that out loud. That wasn't going to happen as long as he was co-chair. It's time to go to a nine-game league schedule. That was not going to happen as long as Nick Saban was there. Those are two things that were not, that he personally was stopping. Back to the phones we go. Hello and welcome in. What's going on, Tone? Who's your ball, Ryan? Hey, who's your? Well, uh, we've been waiting on this day for a long time. And, you know, it's odd when you think about something and then it happens. Kind of like I remember vividly when that kick went through and the elation of finally getting them. And then it happens, and it's almost a weird feeling. So, you know, here it is. Uh kind of a reset of college football mm-hmm. um well how do you guys feel i feel like i'm just surprised it happened now i thought it was going to happen next year or the year after what do you guys think i'm with john i don't think nick saban has other interest so yeah. therefore i'm surprised he doesn't golf he doesn't fish he doesn't smile 
Uh, he goes to the lake house. He goes to the lake house and hangs out yeah. with Tiger Woods next to Tiger Woods on his lake house down in Florida. I mean, I I don't know. Interesting. I, I don't know. Well, well, guys, to me, the next. Oh, go ahead, John. I apologize. No, no. I I just think you're right about that. But Tony and I were talking. You might have heard us, Ryan. But the idea of it, no matter what changes occur in college football. Nick Saban's going to win. He's going to keep winning. Yep. It doesn't matter. That's his track record. But that doesn't mean he still wants to do it. I think sometimes you re- reach a breaking point. And again, playing amateur psychologist here, though, we talked about this too, Ryan. I don't think uh, Nick Saban's the kind of guy that makes a knee-jerk response to something. He might have it, yeah. but he controls it and said, okay, I'm fed up with this, but I'll think about it some more. I just think he planned to do it. And Tony brought up that someone said he had interviewed somebody to yesterday. But maybe that was already scheduled, and he just he said, okay, I'll go through the interview. The guy came for an interview. I don't know, but um, I just don't think he would do something knee-jerk reaction. He would have planned it. Well... To me, on the replacement, you got to either be as dumb as Dabo to take this job or as cocky as Kiffin after Saban. So that's, to me, are the two, because all fans live vicariously to a certain degree through their team. I try not to, but let's be honest, we all do a bit. No fan lives vicariously through their team like a bammer. And I love the South. I'm not from the South. I'm from Indiana. I married a Southern woman. Yep. Me too. But let's be honest, their state identity, their state pride, overcoming the negatives of their state history is all wrapped up in that football team. That's and that's exactly unhealthy. Right. That's totally and they're unhealthy. Going, and, now, and, and now you went from, I still live in Alabama, but I get to win every single year in something that is my whole identity, to, man, you're going to be like everyone else again, whether you... For five years, it's going to take them, I think, five years to get used to that. Who's going to Who's going to be that guy? I mean, I think it's someone dumb like Dabo or cocky like Kiffin. I don't know who else could do it. Well, you mentioned Lane Kiffin, and to me, he would make – I think he would be successful there. However, Lane well, Kiffin said – Lane Kiffin said you'd have – be the dumbest guy in the world to take to follow Nick Saban. You have to uh, be the dumbest guy. In the Lane world. Kiffin also, let's just say this out loud, had a little dalliance when he was down there that made him. They had to terminate him and separate ways with him in the midst of a playoff. During Lane, a playoff, Lane yeah, Kiffin is game. not, and I mean not getting that job. In fact, uh, I'm looking know, at man. I'm looking at reset odds that just came out. Uh, and, um, let's see here. Uh, Lane Kiffin is fourth on the list at plus 500. DeBoer and Norvell are now the two favorites. Oh, no, 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 no. Maybe Nor- DeBoer, uh, uh, a common kind of normal Yankee guy, think he's going to follow Saban in Tuscaloosa? I mean, I that would be that. the type of guy that would need to follow Saban in What's Dennis Francione doing these days? I know, or Mike Price. See, those were the well, good old his, days. Uh, do you, Tony, you're doing the odds. I'm curious. Uh, what about uh, Butch Jones, a former uh, 
you know, gopher for Nick Saban. Is his name popped up on that board? No, but if you want to put some money down. He's wrestling between the Bama or Michigan job, John. It's going to be a tough decision. Oh, okay. You know, good point. I'd forgotten about his Michigan connection. Butch Jones. I wonder if he told his players you weren't getting the Arkansas State players that you're the reason why I'm not going to get the Alabama job. He told Tennessee's (laughs) team that. He told that official at the end of that bowl game. (laughs) He told Tennessee's team that guy was such a mental midget. That and players on the team said they were just they were just standing there with their eyes wide open looking at this guy. He said, "I'm sure you guys have heard that I'm a candidate for the Michigan job, but I'm really not because you guys suck, and that's why I'm really not a candidate for the Michigan job." I mean, imagine telling your team that. You talk that about I'll play I'll play hard for a coach like that. Yeah, but you uh, you can't give him much credit uh, for intellect, but you kind of have to admire his candor on that, don't you? I mean, who's your Val Ryan? Are you for the guy or against the guy? How great is that? Uh, now that he's gone, I'm for him. But I was uh, very much against him when he was here. Guys, whoever it is, do they get what I call the Bama bump, which is every time a 50-50 call happens, like in the SEC game, where that ball hit the ground. Everyone knows that ball hit the ground. Or... Um, that was a hold on Baron, or just Boy, that was them. incredible. That ball that was on the ground and they didn't call. Do they get the bump where Saban? He was the best ever. He probably would have won anyway. But you know, he always got the benefit. Does the next guy get the Bama bump in in that situation? Why won't the rest of the league? And thank you, Ryan. Why won't the rest of the league demand that they get the uh, office out of Birmingham, Matt? This is the perfect opportunity to do that. We're in a new era. Texas and Oklahoma are in the league. They're not. They're not doing that. They're not going to do that. I, at the bottom of the blog today, made an offer to the league. The Whittle Building downtown. There's pieces of it that look like it's still uh, there. Chris Whittle's building downtown. That beautiful complex. Give the league fifty cents. Save them fifty cents a year. We'll make them pay fifty cent rent. On that building, save the league fifty cents a year, John. They can move their stuff up to Knoxville. Let's do it tomorrow. Yeah, uh, that's not happening, and uh, I agree with Matt. It's not going anywhere. It's in Birmingham. Wasn't the SEC wasn't the SEC founded in Knoxville? Yes, it was right there on Gay Street, brother. There's a plaque go, right there, there where go. it was founded. Go back to your roots. Go back, back to your roots. I mean, but do you want to? Do you want to move to Atlanta? No. It, it, I, I wouldn't blame the SEC for not moving to Atlanta. To the phones we go. Let's get our next call in. Hello and welcome. Hey, Shepardo. What's up, Shep? Under wings. Tony, wings. Tony, Matt, John, Brown, can you do something for me? Hit it. I want all of us to close our eyes for three seconds. All right, we do that and uh, open it. That's an issue up. of trust, and I'm not doing that. Come on, John. I'm doing it. Go ahead, Josh. I'll play with you. Right. <laughs> One, two, three. Nick Saban's gone. Boom! 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 Tony, John. Brian, Matt, could you could you believe what those freaks were doing last night? They were leaving ice, cakes, a pizza on that statue last night. Those Alabama freaks. Well, they worship down there. They worship a dead bear and a Dunsaben. 
Those are their two gods, a dead bear and a Dunzo Saban. Matt Dixon, your thoughts on the video and the footage we saw coming out of there last night uh, and how sick those people are. Oh, it's pretty sick that, that, you know, in, in true Bama fashion, they were using their food stamps to, to give uh, Saban statue oatmeal cream pies. I mean, they were, John, they were dropping off, they were putting, like, flowers, like, literally, like, they were out. uh, Like it was a funeral. Yeah, like they were out, John Lennon was shot in 1980, and they were out in the strawberry fields up in New York City. Tony, if if Nick Saban would have won six national championships at Tennessee, do you think it'd be any different in Knoxville? Yes. It would have been any different. Our fans would never behave like them, would they, Matt? Oh, I don't believe that for a second. Come on, Matt. That, that cringy thing when Bruce Pearl got fired. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, if, if, if Saban had been at Tennessee, we'd act the same way, yes. Oh, and we also burned those couches on Lane Saban Kiffin. Left, Lane, not Saban, but Kiffin left. The night Kiffin left when they were burning those couches was pretty next level. Yeah, he, he I ain't going to lie to you. Yeah, it was. Seven and six season. I ain't going to lie to you. I ain't going to lie to you. That's pretty next level. Yeah. That's why we love the SEC, Josh. But those Bama people take it a step further. I'll never forget, and it's very sad to talk about, but that one woman killed her friend because her friend wasn't upset enough about a loss yeah. Alabama had just suffered. She said to her, and the, 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 the police, they asked her, they said, well, you know, why'd you do it? And she said she wasn't upset enough, so I shot her. <laughs> yeah, I believe it, I believe it was uh, after the Texas A&M game a I few think, years ago. I think that's right. Yeah. And it's like... Uh, yeah, it is. I remember that. Yeah, it makes you really want to sell for your friends when they call you. Man, what'd you think of that but, game? Boy, I don't know. I'm really broke up over it. But ten, but Tennessee's fans are as passionate as anybody's. And if Tennessee would have had a dynasty like that, it would have reacted just the same way. There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, most SEC fan bases would. Sure, LSU. It's not just yeah. Tennessee and Alabama. So, uh, can we all agree next year the best SEC quarterback is uh, returning, entering the league? Quinn Ewers. Can we all agree on that? No question. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. The what? Quinn Ewers the is the best quarterback, quarterback in, in the league. Uh, no, I don't believe that. No, Car- Carson Beck's better. I'd take Carson Beck over anybody, and I'd have Nico second. Boom. How about that? I disagree, but that's a nice take. Well, I mean, Quinn Ewers, uh, there's just something a little missing with that guy. And that when when everything mattered in that Washington game, he those, those one-on-one throws he made in the end zone, his yeah. receiver really didn't have much of a chance. I, I just think... Uh, no, I, I like Beck. I'm with Matt. I like Beck the best. He's he's so accurate. Are you guys he's got kidding? a good arm. You guys gaslighting John, me right now? John, you think he could win the Heisman next year, Beck? Oh, sure. Of course he could. Yeah. You guys but, are uh, gaslighting me, right? Where, John, mean? John, where would you uh, put Brady Cook in that conversation from Mizzou? Um. Well, I was actually working on a column ranking quarterbacks. I would probably have him about fifth or sixth. Next year is going to be the greatest year ever for quarterbacks in the SEC. How about that? A year after I, I, one of the worst yeah. years, John, right? Last year was one and of the two, worst years. 
Well, no, because it, an SEC guy won the Heisman, so I wouldn't call it one of the oh, worst God, years. The damn I go, I go way back. I mean, I can go back when the SEC just had this quarterback void throughout the league. Now, but next year, when you look at this league and you go, you go eight, eight or nine teams deep, and they've all got competent quarterbacks. You don't have a competent quarterback next year, South Carolina, for example. You're in big trouble in this league. But yeah. I just think Nico, uh, I know it's just based on one game, but this guy, he just, he's the real deal. Immediately. You, you can just see that. Yeah, yeah. And I think he'll eventually be the top guy in the SEC. But the first thing I want about from a quarterback is what Bet gives me. Coolness under pressure, can see the field, and he's accurate. He can't yeah. run like Jalen Milrow. Uh, but I, I just, I, I really like those attributes. I, I'm sorry, we're getting off topic here. I didn't, I didn't well, mean to uh, venture Tony, into that. Yeah, no, you're fine, John. But, uh, Tony, you look back at, uh, the four losses this season so far for Tennessee. The four losses, Zach Eady, Purdue, Armando Baycott, North Carolina, Hunter Dickinson, Kansas, and, uh, Tolu Smith. Mississippi State, they all killed us inside, and uh, that just shows that Tennessee does not have, like, a big physical big man, and Barnes just needs to realize that he needs to recruit, like, a big, skilled big man that's physical that can go inside with anybody, you know? Well, somebody mentioned last night they got to grow J.P. Estrella, which is one of the things they want to do and get him playable by the time the tournament rolls around, I think you'll see that. I don't know if he's the answer there in terms of physicality because he's just a kid and he's kind of thin at that. But there is no doubt, and Josh, thank you, there is no doubt that uh, – well, you mentioned the four best big players in college basketball. Those are the top four guys in the sport right now. So they're going to rough anybody up, those four guys. But there is little doubt that uh, for whatever reason – uh, Awaka doesn't shrink from those people, but he's just not big enough uh, in terms of height. Uh, Tennessee's big man, for whatever reason, Adu, in those spots thus far this year, has, how do you put this? Um, what, am, what am I looking to say, John? He has, he has, he's just not risen to the moment. I'm just. I'm trying to be fair to him. I'm not gonna say he can't play in. Well, no. Games. I mean, he's had some really good games and he really plays well. Uh, but that's a va- that's a valid contention. Now Tennessee's gone against the best teams and the best big men. Yes, they have. So yeah. So you're looking, and Tula Smith doesn't have the supporting cast that some of those guys do, but he was pretty dominant. And uh, I'm trying After to think. Coming he, off an injury too. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, he's not right now at his top of his game. But he was just able to do some things, I thought, in that game that you shouldn't be able to do. I mean, he just kind of took the ball and just moved where he wanted to move and got to the basket. And you can't allow all that stuff. And I don't think he'll have his way with every other SEC program. There's some other good bigs in this league, uh Janai Broom at Auburn. Nice player. Uh, is, 
He's really nice player, really good player, plays hard, that kind of guy. And they've got a little depth there in, in the post. So, you know, I, I've kind of thrown off here because I thought when Joshy Boy said four losses, I was thinking about Tennessee's football. four losses in football. Yeah. I'm thinking, huh, what, where is he going yeah, with we're this? Mi- we're, mixing our, we're mixing our metaphors. John presented by Jennifer Morris, Keller Williams. Look, it's a great time if you're looking at buying a home right now or you're looking at selling a home. Because uh, if you're out there in that market right now, you're serious. And there are folks, there's still a robust market here locally. If you're a first-time buyer, maybe you haven't gone through the process in a while, uh, maybe you're unsure how to get started, uh, Jennifer will be there for you. And you're going to deal with somebody that's extremely sports-minded. She's like a dog lover like I am. She's a people person. She's just good folks. But... The the thing is, um, she will help you, guide you, take you under wings, Joshy boy. And uh, she is a living Vol fan as well. Don't buy or sell on your own. That could be a catastrophic mistake for you. Jennifer Morris, Keller Williams, nextmovesmokymountains.com, nextmovesmokymountains.com. The thing that's really perplexing to me about last night's game is the way the lights just came on for Dalton Connect. And whether that was live or whether that was Memorex, and we're not going to know till Saturday's game. But if that was live and that was real, the SEC better watch out. Because if that guy gets lit and gets his fuse lit, you better watch out. Because that was 26 effortless points that that dude scored in the second half uh, last night. And you show me another time where we've seen a player that's able to shoot the ball from range and dunk over people the way that he is, I mean, good night. Those two dunks, that, he, that one where he threw it down over Smith, I mean, he was just, he went so freaking high. John, you imagine that guy going out and getting five or eight points some of these nights like he has, three points, four points, and then last night he just kind of woke up. Tony, I was absolutely baffled by that. That the recent games that when I looked at his point total, it's one of the most puzzling things I've ever looked at it in terms of a Tennessee athlete. Because I go back to when this guy first started this season and I didn't know uh, what Tennessee was getting, but it was kind of like a Nico moment because he comes out there and I thought of a guy that's a good outside shooter. He's, he's productive. He gets rebounds. He's a pretty good player. I mean, this is the best player Tennessee's had since I've been here. That goes back to 1987. Maybe I should say since Allen Houston. But Allen Houston was pure shooter, uh, athletic, really obviously terrific player. But he couldn't do some of the things that Dalton Connect can do. This guy is a really good passer. But his combination of being able to go to the basket and finish with authority as well as just sit out there and very effortlessly pop a three-pointer with that quick release. I mean, this guy's big time. I don't see how it's possible. I don't see how it's possible for him to go through a game and not get 10 points. Matt, how's he been doing? What, what is that deal? What's the deal there, Matt? How do we explain that? Because I was thinking about that last night after doing the postgame show. That seems physically impossible for that guy to have done that, what he just went through. Yeah, well, he was coming back from the the ankle injury a little bit. 
Um, but no, I don't know. He just kind of disappeared at times. It was really strange. And the narrative, I had my friends wear me out. You know, Barnes is, Barnes is really, Barnes is destroyed. I'm like, Barnes has destroyed what? I had a guy text me last night at halftime that, and I said, is, is he still destroyed by Barnes? Like 21 points into the second half, and he goes, leave me alone. I said, leave you alone what? I mean, I'll answer the question. Has Barnes still destroyed him? And I get the narrative. I We've all seen it. We've all seen Barnes kind of wear people out. And I don't blame people for feeling that way. But this guy, if that was real last night, because the one thing we've seen with him so far is he's consistently inconsistent. That's the one thing I'll say about Dalton Connect so far in this season. He, You don't know what you're going to get from him. But when the good Connect shows up, the other team can f- pretty much freaking forget about it. Somehow... Uh, Mississippi State dodged uh, him going for 26 in the second half in a college basketball game, which is insane, turning the ball over seven times and still winning by multiple possessions. How that happened, I'm not quite sure, but that is what happened last night. As we continue with more, we'll continue to kick it around. We're heading for a TLD Logistics Overdrive Overtime. This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM-FM, Columbia, Tennessee. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Hello, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Garnets begin the year as January's birthstone. Garnets are also the gemstone that are traditionally gifted for a second wedding anniversary. Here at Tillis Jewelry, we have a variety of garnets to fit your budget, whether you prefer vintage or modern. Next time you visit us, be sure to mention this ad and receive 10% off your purchase. You deserve something new to begin the new year. Follow us at Facebook and Instagram. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today. 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. 
Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Football season is here, and that means tailgating starts now. Come see us at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard and let us help you get your backyard game ready. We are open Monday through Friday from 7 to 7 and on Saturday from 8 to 4. Go Vols! Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. I am Jack Blackstone. I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shurex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. Don't let pain keep you out of the game. Murray Regional Physical Therapy's experienced team of therapists can help you recover from surgery, injury, or illness by designing a plan that meets your unique needs. We utilize state-of-the-art equipment and proven techniques to help you get back to doing the things you love. Schedule a consultation at any of our convenient Southern Middle Tennessee locations by calling 931-380-4014. Murray Regional Health, where clinical excellence meets compassionate care. In Tuscaloosa, we live by the blue-collar basketball motto. Stepping back, deep three, bottom. Hard work. Two on one, driving, stepping through, tough shot, got it to go. Dedication. Front court to the rack. Oh! And teamwork. Play the song for the champions of the Southeastern Conference. Join us for every game right here on your home for Alabama basketball. Right here, Saturdays on WKOM 101.7 FM. Debbie Matthews Realtor and her husband Jason, who is a pro songwriter, also own a music publishing company. They live in historic downtown Columbia with their dogs. Dog rescue work is their passion project. They consider Middle Tennessee their backyard and their lives are full of all things Tennessee. Debbie says there is no greater honor than to help someone find a home. To be trusted with that job, there is no greater privilege. Call Debbie at the Nashville Realty Group, 615-476-3224, 615-476-3224. 
This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. And we welcome you back on your Thursday edition. John Adams in the house. Presented by Jennifer Morris, nextmovesmokymountains.com. I um, say this to you. The calls have been very, very good. The calls last night on the post game were very good. We've been on point uh, today with our callers. And so, and they appear on the TLD Logistics phone line. And let's go back right. to our phones and we'll get our next call in. Yes, Hi, welcome in. You're on the air. So, I do like extra pineapple in that rice. So, if y'all can. The shrimp fried rice is my choice. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. And, you know, a little extra cayenne certainly helps. It you know, opens up the artery. So, yeah, I'm on hold for uh, No, actually, hello, you're on the air. Welcome in. What in the world's going oh. on here? Hey, fella. Hey, welcome in. Is this Steve? Hey. Lexington. <laughs> Haven't heard from you in forever, man. How you doing? Well, I'm, I'm fair to me, and I'm doing, I'm doing good. I'm, you know, a lot of, a lot of buzz circulating with this news and yep. saving and whatnot. But listen, I, I finally was able to, I was able to get a, uh, I got a little small tablet, I guess they call it, uh, some kind of device. Okay, uh, a notebook, isn't it? Yeah. Right. Right. And uh, uh, I thought y'all, y'all form sound really good. I really miss listening to y'all. And uh, I love, I love the fact that you know you got a good crew in there, and you got Brownie Boy still in there. I remember he used to, you know, answer my call. And uh, and John Adams, I've always respected and liked him. What's going on in the background? Where are you? It's loud. Thank you. Oh, I. <laughs> I, there's a, a great little Thai place that uh, my brother-in-law brings me down here to. Oh, that's and, nice, uh, brother-in-law. Uh, I eat probably probably three days a week. Uh, nice. I eat this place, and it just the Thai food is uh, it's phenomenal. And, uh, Do you have donkey door in the back? Do you have food in your mouth while you're talking? I, I'm sorry. What, what was that? I just wondered if you had food in your mouth while you're talking. Well, you know that would be uh, that would be on par with uh, with uh, Tony. I always remembered him, and, and you know I, I always had a great deal of respect for somebody that felt comfortable enough to you know to eat and, and drink <laughs> while they was on the air. And um, but guys, look, I know y'all probably got you know a, a long line of callers and uh i'm just so excited in this new year that you know i can listen to y'all and uh it's uh definitely missed out on y'all the last few years and i i know y'all been covering john i know you've been covering at the paper and i i was so tickled when i <laughs> somebody had told me virgil down at the diner that i like to eat at a lot he's back on the grill and he really knows his crew and uh, he had told me yesterday that when that news broke, that it would be a trickle-down effect, kind of a domino, and that now I'm hearing that Kirby, you know, if that's true, John, what would you think the possibility of some of his, you know, big-time recruits and, uh, you know, the portal and all that, uh, 
you know me, I'm a, I always like the, you know, the upcoming class and all that. But I, I'm, I'm hoping I could get some really good news uh, out of you guys on the kid, the big road grader lineman from LSU, if we got a real shot at him. Oh, I think Tennessee has a real shot at him, no question about it. And they have, uh, they've put, I'm going to say they put all their eggs in his basket, but they've made his basket rather heavy. Uh, and, uh, they, they're going to drop a bag on him, uh, Lexington. Hey, uh, right, hey Steve, right. do you know, uh, Evan Russell and his family from Lexington? I, uh, yes. I mean, what a, what a ball player. All right. Was. To the radio, to the radio listener, we'll continue this with Steve somehow, but we're, to the radio listener, I love you. I appreciate you. We'll continue over at tclub.team. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in Southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia.